volcano watch. This is a weekly podcast to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Alessandro Mozu. And I'm your other host, Corinne Jorgensen. We're two PhD students at the University of Geneva. We study volcanoes and are here to give you all the hot volcano news. So first we'll give you a quick update on some of the week's activity and then we'll focus in on one volcano. So let's go for it! It's April 5th on the day of recording. We hope everyone who's had holidays this past week enjoyed them. Let's start with what Europe was doing this week. Ethna is be waiting for a bit more time between each eruption, but she gave a long show this week for the 17th paroxysm. A period of unrest started on March 31st, which culminated in an incredible fire fountain, which lasted for over 12 hours, from the evening of April 1st to the morning of April 2nd. And with this eruption, we saw the opening of a new fissure downslope from the new southeast crater, where magma flowed out there south-southeast into the Valle del Bove. Okay, so Iceland isn't our main focus this week, but we might talk about it for a little bit longer. Uh, so, of course, we're talking about the Fjallgrätas Fjallk um, eruption on the Reykjanes Peninsula. So, the eruption is officially over two weeks old now, and it's still going strong. Like we said last week, some are speculating this is the beginning of a shield eruption and it might keep going for several months, but who knows at this point. So last week, it didn't actually fill the valley, which it was predicted to, though it got pretty close. Um, so I guess we'll have to see this week to see whether or not it fills the valley. There are still thousands of tourists who are flocking to the area. And even if you're watching some of the live stream videos, you can see them. Though some of them are getting in the way of the camera and dancing, which is both endearing and just a little frustrating. But there's some really beautiful pictures and videos that people have posted. And there's even some cool f pictures of people cooking food on lava, which is pretty crazy. And I really wonder if a hot dog tastes better when it's cooked on lava. Several ash advisories from Russia this week, from Karinsky, Kamchak, and uh, also Shiveluk, always in Kanchakta, and as well as Ebeko in Paramusir Highlands. So in Asia, there were some ash plumes and ash advisories from Suanojima in Japan, Sakurajima in Japan, Sinabung, Dukono, and Ibu, as per usual. We saw new activity from Langila, which is in New Britain in Papua New Guinea, uh, today actually with explosive activity. And this is uh, not atypical for this volcano, but there also hasn't been an eruption in a couple months. The last one was in January of, of 2021. Asama, which is in Honshu in Japan, has had its alert level raised to number two on a scale from one to five due to seismic activity and inflation on the west side of the volcano, which was first recorded on March 15th and has been fluctuating since. Asama last erupted in August 2019 with a volcanic explosivity index scale of two. Tal in the Philippines, which we talked about last week, its seismic activity has dropped slightly. However, the alert level remains high and there are strong suggestions against anyone entering the premises. In the Americas this week, we saw harsh plumes similar to the last few weeks in Popocatapetl, Mexico, Fuego in Guatemala, Santiago in Guatemala, um, also and Reventador in Ecuador, Sangue in Ecuador, Sabancaya and Nevado de Rus in Colombia. And also from Semisopokinoi in Alaska. And remaining in Alaska, we should know that the eruptive activity from Benjaminov to have stopped and the alarm levels have been lowered to yellow. 
Okay, that's it for the quick update. As always, we recommend you check out our sources for this episode, volcanodiscovery.com and the Smithsonian Institution Global Volcanism Program. Okay, this week we are focusing on Pacaya. Although Iceland and Hetna are doing cool things, we think it's important to chat about what's happening here. So, we actually talked quite a lot about Pacaya these last few weeks. But here is a quick recap on historical stuff. Basically, Pacaya is a basaltic volcano, even if historically he didn't always maintain this composition, and is located in the south of Guatemala, and together with Santiago and Fuego, represents one of the three continuously active, active open conduit volcanoes in the region during the last decades. With its 2,500 meters of elevation, Pacaya lies along the quaternary volcanic chain of Central America. This is a very huge volcanic chain. It extends over 1,100 kilometers from Guatemala-Mexico border to the central Costa Rica. In this environment, only 30 kilometers far from the capital of Guatemala and nearby the Pacific Ocean, aligned with the other volcanoes on the front parallel to the Central American's plate boundary, we have our amazing Pacaya volcano. It is composed by six cones located inside an elliptical caldera. Among these cones, the currently active one is Cerro McKenna or McKenna Crater. After 200 years of repose, Pacaya volcano resumes thrombotic activity in 1961 and has remained active pretty often continuously till now. Indeed, during the past several decades, activity has consisted of frequent stumbrolian eruption with intermittent lava flow extrusion. But when Pacaya volcano firstly started to erupt? Well, Pacaya is a pretty old volcano with a long history. Its activity starts more than 500,000 years ago. And from that moment to the present, Pacaya passed through four distinct phases. The first phase, also known as Ancestral Volcano, is considered uh, indeed the ancestor of all the subsequent activity within the complex, quoting Berdinzev and Daniel 1992. And is this phase volcano deposit is now mostly disrupted and eroded. The second phase consists in the initial cone formation and is associated to large basaltic lava flow. Then we do have the third phase, consisting in uh, undecating the acidic lava dome. So we have a different eruption style and eruptive composition there. These undecating acidic lava domes were in place uh, 160,000 years ago during an, an extrusive phase. And then lastly, we have the fourth phase, the present volcano. And this phase is historically documented since 400 years ago, before present, and is still lasting now. As already said, the most active crater is the stratal volcano McKenna crater, which is thought to have started growing 600, 1500 years ago, more or less. In the last decades, thrombolian activity and lava flow are common for this volcano, and its current, current eruptive period actually started in June 2015. So, talking of the present situation of Pacaya, 
there are four main branches to the West Fisher lava flow. So what happened this week is that there has been a shift in the direction of the lava flow, which is currently over 2.8 kilometers long. It changed to flow south, which is in the direction of habitated areas. Already the flow has burned vegetation and some empty houses in Patrocinio village. Uh, at the summit crater, there are still moderate to strong Sombrolian explosion. We are obviously talking again about the Mechanic summit crater, and also dark ash plumes reaching um, a height of about 3 3.5 kilometers. All right, thanks, Alessandro, for that little historical recount of Pacaya and telling us about what's been happening there this week. Yeah, hopefully that lava flow changes direction and doesn't affect the lives too much of the people living there. That's it for us this week, a bit of a short episode, uh, but I hope you guys all enjoyed nonetheless. Um, thanks so much for listening. Give us a follow on social medias if that's something that you would like to do. Um, yeah, and I hope you guys have an incredible week. Thanks. Bye. How is this pronunciation? You are Canadian.